0: Alright, so this is the first uh, video version of Road to Serfdom's Stream of Consciousness. Um, I am trying to figure out exactly what I want to say in this video. I I was thinking about uh, the things that I was thinking about doing were petty. Um, So I should just go back to the beginning and start this way in this format and reintroduce everybody if you've already listened to the podcast and introduce everybody that uh, hasn't yet done that. Um, Obviously, the the thing that most people know about right now is the tweet, the movement License tweet, which simply summarizes, pretty basically, in plain language, uh, the situation. Um, The timing of the release of it was fortuitous, obviously, um, because it drew the ire of the Twitter people enough to try to censor it, but not enough to just take it down. Um, my strategy has been, so far, not to cite specific technological or scientific st- stats, That's, I'm leaving that to the people who know more than that about me. Instead, uh, I spent a lot of time, in the very beginning, researching epidemiology, immunology, virology, and gene therapy, because I didn't know very much about it. Um, I knew a little bit about it, but uh, I didn't didn't know all the terminology, and I didn't know the state of the, the being, the state of uh, the art, as it were. So once I did that, and I realized what was happening, and what they planned to do, and how bad it all was. This was in April of 2020. It, it freaked me out, and I, I I could see what was coming. My I, I've studied totalitarianism, read course, Hayek and others, um, the road to serfdom is particularly relevant uh, and it's the thing that I've been talking about for the the last five years on Twitter with my account. Um, So it was all plain as day to me this is how this stuff begins Um, and it was shocking to me that so many people, you know, in particular the people that ought to have seen what was happening did not appear to see what was happening. Um, so that, uh, that has been the biggest surprise to me, um, so I, I I saw what was happening, I saw that that there was no way out, no obvious way out and I spent about a month deliberating this and mulling it over and thinking about what we could possibly do and every single thing that I came up with appeared to be taken care of and and anticipated in the documentation of all of what I call the global totalitarian corporatist states information. These things are planned carefully and the plans are then disseminated in the form of these projections. Uh, We know about the lockstep document, we know about Agenda 21 and the milestones during the century including 2030 and 2050 and whatever else is coming down the road. Um, so as I started to consume and digest all of this information, it became clear to me that every historical way that people might liberate themselves has been anticipated. And they are trying to get people to do, they've actually made it, they've, they've planned it in such a way that if anybody tries to do one of these normal things that people would normally try to do, that that contributes to their plan. And they've, they've their contingency plan isn't just what do we do when people try to defend themselves. It's let's make people try to defend themselves and then use their defending of themselves as a weapon against them. So they're, they've been from the beginning trying to provoke violence by doing things like having the police go on the air and say publicly that they're no longer going to enforce the law. they're no longer going to protect people from criminals, they're going to release the criminals from jails, and they're going to start considering every single law-abiding citizen a criminal. They're going to allow rioters to go run wild and do nothing about it, and then use the riots as an excuse to lock down law-abiding citizens. Um, All of these things are in the plan. Uh, They call it pushback, is, is what they call it, when people start to realize what's going on and they start to get upset and have protests and the protests become violent and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So they're they're planning for all this, they've planned for all of this. And so I spent all this time obviously educating myself about the sciences, uh, and yes, there are people who have some legitimate points about whether or not those sciences are fully legitimate or not, Um, but my strategy here has been to take, at face value, the sciences broadly as I understand them and as everybody else agrees on the axioms and the paradigms that already exist um, because they all support my point that everything that's been done by government so far has been not only wrong but the direct opposite of whatever the actual professional recommendations would be. Epidemiologically speaking what has been done has been catastrophic and is not contributing at all to the protection of anyone in fact it's doing the opposite uh, everything that law enforcement has done has been contributing to the deterioration of civil society um, all of these things that they're trying to provoke people to do is so that they can react in ways that will further limit what's left of civil society so after looking at all this information and thinking about it and and tearing my hair out, as it were, uh, I came up with a plan called uh, originally Peaceful Town-Level Civil Rebellion, is what I called it. Um, And the idea, I I had to come up with something that would be easy to communicate, so that it didn't take long to tell somebody about what we had to do. It had to be openly discussable. It couldn't be an illegal thing or, or, you know, revolutionary ideology or plan. Um, it had to not be any of the, in any of the documentation of the, what I call the global totalitarian corporate states' plans, um, because everything had been anticipated. Um, so it couldn't be anything that's ever happened before, and it had to be easily communicatable. It can't be, you know, problematic, shall we say? Uh, and I came up with what I later called mass recall, because that's an easier thing to say, Um, and a lot of people will confuse that with the sort of pseudo-democratic process of going and asking your politicians to please stop, you know, being tyrants. Um, But this is something very different. Uh, Peaceful Town Level Civil Rebellion is the idea that a town of people can remove their town officials. This, this has always been true. You know, If, if a town of people decide, no, we, we don't want you guys to be doing this anymore, you can remove your town officials. That's not illegal. Um, and the, the, the bigger plan, this peaceful town-level civil rebellion as a strategy, is for every town to do this. And if you can get every town to do this, then there isn't very much that central governments can do my idea is to to have start from the bottom and work our way up removing these officials and the ones that are sympathetic to the cause I and mean, there has to be some that are sympathetic to the cause i mean there's going to be less now this is this is why they're starting to fire and force resignations of all the people who would otherwise be on our side, so that the only people employed by the government and in control of these particular aspects of this totalitarian state are people who are not sympathetic to the public. Um, So, obviously I wanted this to be done a year and a half ago, I I came up with the thread that 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 I call Mass Recall a year ago, and then this year I came up with the Movement License Tweet Um, really as a very understated, meant to be, an intellectual argument of simple reason and logic to convince people who would otherwise not consider how bad the situation is. And it has worked fantastically well, in no small part because Twitter tried to uh, restrict it, because the mass recall thread came out months earlier, the year before, six months earlier, and it was not restricted at all, was not censored, and it has not caught on as as well as the Movement License Tweet has. I would like to get the Movement License Tweet to refer people to the Mass Recall Tweet. Um, They're both important, um, but the Mass Recall Tweet is actually a solution for us to get out of this, And and I believe it is the only solution that is available to us. Um, It's never been done before, that's why it will work, and it's peaceful, and it's legal, technically, anyway. Um, But the important thing is it's peaceful, and that's actually the, the greatest threat to the GTCS, because everything, that all of their plans are depending on the fact that there won't be peace, and that people won't understand what's happening, and they'll fight with each other and against the government, and... In general, chaos will ensue, and and they they will come up with their order out of the chaos that they provoke. And we have to do the opposite. We have to be orderly and remove the chaotic elements, which is all governments, all corporations, all NGOs, all bureaucracies at all levels, all the way down to your local towns. Every single one is subverted in some way, shape, or form. Uh, most of this has to do with these Agenda 21, UN stuff about sustainability and carbon, blah blah blah. All that's cover for this grand plan of subjugating humanity um, and ultimately murdering possibly a, a, a vast majority of people. Um, that's what the the depopulation plan is all about. So. I suppose I can touch on Malthusian anti-humanism, which is this core ideology that's pervasive in society. All of us have have elements of this already in us, and our children have it to a much greater degree, a very disturbing degree. And basically it's this idea that people are bad. And Malthus was this guy in the 18th century who said effectively that there's too many people, and they're going to starve to death and, be, and it'll become this chaos because there's just not enough resources to feed everybody and we don't have the technology and people keep breeding and blah, blah 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 blah. And of course he was proven wrong and has continually been proven wrong over and over and over since he came up with this general hypothesis. Um, and that's because technology has advanced and we've been able to to make food cheaper and better. And you know, setting aside whatever bad food stuff has to do with GMOs and whatever. I mean, there's, there's plenty of bad stuff going on, but what, what has happened over the centuries is that we've been able to grow the population, and increase the quality of life for everybody. Um, even the poorest people today, I mean, this is something you hear a lot from conservatives, even the poorest people today are much better off than some of the wealthier people just a couple hundred years ago. And that is very true, and it is, and it is absolute proof that Malthus's thesis is wrong. Um, But it's this core idea that people are bad and they must be culled. And only the smart people, the people who, who understand how people ought to live, are the people who should control how society evolves and develops and is allowed to exist. The experts and specialists only should plan all of human civilization from now on. And this is this is an old idea and they've been planning on it for a long time uh, and recently in the last century, in the middle of the last century, right around the end of, of World War II, just after the end of World War II, a new science was born called cybernetics. And cybernetics is it comes from the Greek root word um, which means the steersman. And essentially what, they, what cybernetics is, because it has nothing to do with computers or robots or anything, that's, that's all part of cybernetics, ironically, programming society through their social engineering programs to obfuscate the actual definition of cybernetics. Um, and the actual definition of cybernetics, cybernetics social engineering in this case, the modern version, but let me go back to this first one. So cybernetics originally is the idea that it's a multidisciplinary applied science that has a goal. It, it, first and foremost, it takes as a as a article of faith that there are too many people, and the smart people need to be able to figure out a way to control society in a way that is sustainable and planable, and won't provide surprises or cause unanticipated new developments. Um, it's it's it's. It's all about limiting progress. And they take elements from all types of sciences, and this this was what they thought was their grand epiphany, was to say that, oh my God, there are people who are experts in this field, and I, it never even occur to me that, that this particular expert in this other field would have information about how to control people that I wasn't even aware of. By the way, um, the root word for cybernetics in Greek means the steersman, which essentially means control. It really comes down to control. It's the science of control, the science of subjugation, the science of slavery. Um, And this science, in in, in the 60s there was a guy named uh, Heinz von Forster, and he developed this thing called managerial cybernetics. Uh, But he's famous for, or infamous, for coming up with what he called the uh, Doomsday Equation. And he basically, again, like all these people, they 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 are um, sort of autistic in a way. They, they don't have big. This is why they're so surprised when they discover someone else knows something they didn't know. Uh, that's that's a shock to them. They they're just weren't aware of that. And so they're trying to knit together all of this expertise from these various specialties into this end goal of the of the total subjugation of the human race for the ends that are agreed upon by the experts and specialists. And so, just trying to figure out how to how to present this exactly uh, or, or simply. Um, one of the things that 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 comes up that I, I, I wanted to mention, just as an example, is uh, something that everyone should be thinking about, which is that the experts that they that they go to are not just sociologists or psychologists or medical people, but but any field that has to do with control. So animal control has been very significant. A, 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 a significant contributor to cybernetics has been animal control, um, and, and animal husbandry, and that sort of stuff, that whole um, history of, te- of technology. Because this, this precedes our ability to actually genetically engineer things. We used to do this just with animal husbandry, and, and animal control in general. Um, so the slaughter of cows for food um, was, was kind of a difficult procedure until this woman, uh, Temple Grandin, who was uh, slightly autistic, or maybe very autistic, um, analyzed the way that they were slaughtering the cows and discovered that the cows figured out they were about to be slaughtered uh, based on what they saw and what they could hear. And so she constructed a plan to make it so that the cows, when they were going into the place to be slaughtered, could not see or hear what was coming, and so made the whole process a lot easier, and they didn't have as many problems with the cows freaking out and trying to get away. Um, So that's what's happening right now, is that they they planned a system that makes it difficult for you, the cow, to see that you're about to be slaughtered, but you are being led into the slaughterhouse. Limiting the human race is, as I said, an article of faith in Malthusian anti-humanism, which is this underlying ideology for cybernetics and corporativism. I choose the word corporativism for the global totalitarian corporatist state because it's the most descriptive way of saying what it is and how we got here. Uh, And I choose corporativist, that specific version of the word, because the obfuscation of language has been nearly total and everybody on both the left and the right and everywhere else does not understand what the word fascist or corporatist really means. So I had to fall back on this original Italian, it's sort of the anglicized version of the original Italian corporativismo, because it makes people pause and they say, well, what the hell is corporativist? You don't even know how to speak. It's like, well I'll explain what corporativism is. But if I said corporatism or fascism, then people on the left would maybe understand what I was saying and maybe even agree with me, but not really get it. They don't really understand what corporatism is. They they think corporatism, they think corporatism and fascism is corporations taking over the government and the government is the victim of the corporations and that if we can just get the power back to the governments, the governments could defend them, us against the corporations. That's not what corporatism is at all. And the people on the right think that fascism, they either think fascism doesn't exist at all, and corporatism, they just dismiss as some kind of leftist nonsense because the leftists don't like private um, enterprise. But actually, corporations are against private enterprise. This is what the right doesn't understand. Corporations are not uh, capitalist institutions at all. They never have been. Um, They actually started as mercantilist institutions, which is essentially government trade. And this is where all these myths about um, trade deficits and all that come from. Government doesn't make money. The government, you know, the United States does not trade with Russia. It's Americans trade with Russians. You know, Germany doesn't trade with France. Germans trade with the French. So the more capitalist society is, the more. Um, free market everything is, the worse it is for governments because it's just individuals trading with each other. And so governments do everything that they can to try to restrict people from trading with each other because they want to control everything. And it's mostly because they want to plan everything and it's mostly because this idea of of cybernetic social engineering, Malthusian anti-humanism, this all goes back far enough that it's integral to the formation of all the governments on the planet. And they all believe and are trying to enact policies that will achieve these end goals. And the end goals are to minimize the global population and to limit technological innovation, or at least the the dissemination of technological innovation. I'm not saying that they're they're against developing new technologies that they can use and control, but they wanted these innovations and and technological innovations to be under their control only. They don't want people to just come up with solutions and then sell them. Um, They're not interested in buying new stuff because anybody could buy new stuff from them and that means they wouldn't control it. So, as it turns out, the best way to limit new innovation is to limit people physically first. So if you can prevent people from being born, that severely limits how many people could possibly statistically innovate and come up with new ideas to the solutions that they don't want these new ideas to the solutions to be come up with. Because any any new ideas that we come up with to the solutions that we've faced in the past directly contradict this plan which is to come up with a sustainable, unchangeable, fixed plan of how humans will be managed from now on, and they, they will decide if any new technologies are going to be allowed to be introduced into this carefully controlled system. They don't want people to come up with their own solutions, especially if these new solutions increase the quality of life, make it easier to live, you know, make it cheaper to buy food and, and it's better food and their health goes up. All these things are bad. Those are the things governments don't want. Um, because they contribute to the benefit of humanity, and that all works against the Malthusian anti-humanist core ideas. Um, So governments of the planet for a long time have been planning to limit the population, and it could be said that the world wars of the last century were specifically meant to cause massive holocausts and kill off vast numbers of the population. And while they did kill millions and millions of people, They were not able to kill the numbers that they wanted. And so it was clear that that was not going to work, ultimately. Um, And they had to come up with other systems, other mechanisms, other ways. And obviously medicine seems to be what they decided on. Um, And there's a whole bunch of people that have interesting ideas about, about how that, for the last century or more, has been used to control the population and limit growth and and cause health problems and all that. And that's all true, certainly aspects of that are all true. I don't buy into the whole there's no germs, there's no disease idea. I think that's silly, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm open to the exosomes explanation as a possible alternative explanation for the fragmentary DNA that's attributed to viruses, but it's not necessary for me to do that. All of my arguments work just fine with existing science holding to the existing paradigms and not questioning any of the axioms that pretty much everybody already agrees on, because the officials are going against all of those things. They're not doing any of the things that science says we should do. Um, They're doing the opposite of what the professional recommendations are. So it makes no sense to throw that fantastic opportunity to prove them to be liars and killers and go for something that's unprovable for no reason. I mean, maybe down the road, once we stop all this, we can go back and revisit this and see if that's all, you know, th- th- there could be something to that. But it makes absolutely no sense to, to throw out this opportunity that we have to use real science to prove that they're full of shit and trying to kill us and succeed. So they can't do this overtly. Um, they tried to get wars to get started, and once we developed nuclear weapons, of course the ability to kill lots of people was severely increased, dramatically increased, but it also is, is too great of a cost to the environment. These people don't want the planet to just go away. They do want to live after this holocaust that they want to cause. And so therefore, an uncontrolled nuclear exchanges between all the countries on the planet is just not, not what they want. Um, biological warfare, bioweapons is much better for them. Um, They don't necessarily, the the real Malthusian anti-humanists don't necessarily care if they themselves die. I mean, they might be cowards if you ask them to their face, would would you die yourself? But they definitely agree philosophically and ideologically with the idea that most humans ought to be culled. Um, They, you know, if you really press them on it, they might say, well not you, not me, but, you know, those guys, those stupid people over there, we should kill those people. But we can't just tell those stupid people over there that we're going to kill them. We have to trick them into killing themselves. And so how do we do that? And so that's what all of this is. That's what cybernetic social engineering is. Um, even if you don't go that far to, to, to say that, the cybernetic social engineering that has been conducted has been about limiting progress, limiting intelligence, because people used to be very well educated, and it was only when we gave government control over the education processes in various countries, including the United States, that education began to dramatically fall, and this is all by design. And again, it doesn't mean that the individual teachers involved are understand what's happening. Um, generally speaking, the teachers that are chosen to do this are the ones that have already been affected by these, you know, malicious... Education techniques, so, so they just think they're, they're they're educating children the way that they were educated. Um, they're, they're not aware that there is actual information, and there is a you know they, they don't understand the spark of intellectual in, you know curiosity and the pursuit of information. They they also believe that information is a threat. And you can ask them this, and they they will eventually give up the ghosts. If you dig down deep enough, they'll say, "Well, you can't let people just know anything because." they can know anything, that would be dangerous. Like, what if people knew how to make nuclear reactors? Then they could blow us all up. They don't understand that nuclear reactors actually produce power very cheaply and safely, and that, in fact, the existing reactors that are, that the government has allowed over the last century to be built are the worst designs. They're the least safe designs. They're the worst designs. It's the most centralist way to do it. Everything about it is the worst possible way that you could do nuclear reactor design. Um... You know the, the much much better safer designs uh, that that are more modular smaller and once you get to that point is the reason that they that they won't let nuclear power get out and be prolific because it it satisfies all of the so-called sustainability carbon control bullshit things that they talk about and the reason this is just one of the many reasons examples that you can use to prove that they don't mean it when they talk about saving the world or climate change or carbon control. I mean, first of all, carbon dioxide is not a pollutant. Um, So, just when they, that should be obvious to anybody once they said that carbon dioxide is the threat that, you know, because pollution is a threat. Carbon monoxide is bad. Um, There's plenty of real pollution that we should address. I'm not saying we shouldn't address pollution. Carbon dioxide is not pollution. But if you took at face value their claim that carbon dioxide was a pollutant, then carbon dioxide is not produced by nuclear energy. Um, Nuclear energy doesn't really produce any pollutants. I mean there's radioactive waste, but you get the most and most dangerous radioactive waste out of the reactor designs that they're using now. And the reactor designs that they're using now are not optimized for for, for for the good. They're optimized for all the bad things. And if they lose control if, if we get small modular reactors that a town can buy and just buy and everybody can just kick you know kick in some money and a town can buy a nuclear reactor that'll work for the next thirty years, provide everyone with plenty of power and they can open up factories and make whatever they want that's a serious threat to the plan of the, the global totalitarian corporate state, the Malthusian anti-humanists the corporativists and the cybernetic social engineers. Um, in in the background of all of this is all the things that they've been doing, as I said, to to manipulate and cause sort of lesser forms of harm to humanity. Um, what what's that? There's a document called the Quiet Wars, or, or I forget exactly what it is, but it's a, a sort of a conspiracy theory document that that is really scary. Uh, I think I've made reference to it, but I don't usually refer to it because its I can't prove where it came from. The lockstep document, absolutely proven. That came from the Rockefeller people. It's been around for ten years, and it is a practically verbatim plan for what just happened to us. And they're already talking about other aspects of that very document, including hack attack. So I, I know that they're planning on shutting off power and communications. Why is this freaking out? So this, these, all these plans have been around for a long time. They all knit into this big picture that once you know them all you can see it and, and it's, you don't really need to have these things proven to you once you see the big picture. It doesn't mean that you stop being critical thinkers or stop requiring actual evidence for every piece of information, it's just that they're all so consistent with this general plan, this general idea, that it's astonishingly obvious. Um, You don't really have to I don't really have to prove that schools are bad for children. We all know that schools are bad for children, we're just not really sure why. Most people think it's because they don't get enough money or they're racist or whatever other kind of false explanations for it exist. Um, the real reason is because they're trying to limit the intelligence of the human race so that people do not innovate and come up with solutions to humanity's problems. Because if we do, then that's a major, you know, strike against all of the plans for controlling and subjugating humanity forever. Um, one of the examples for, you know, cybernetics is about constructing self-maintaining systems. This is, this is, I guess, something I didn't really say earlier. Um, so the example used in most introductory cybernetics talks that I've ever seen, um, use as an example um, the, the steam engine regulator. Um, and the idea is that the steam engine, it's jugging along, it's got you know, this, this regulator that, that as it spins, if it starts to spin too fast, centrifugal force makes it contract, the ball goes out further, and then that controls the amount of power that's being allowed to be generated. So it's a self-regulating system. It's a device called a regulator. We have people that we call regulators now, but their function is the same. Um, Their function as a regulator is to limit the production of whatever the thing is that they're regulating and if it looks like the thing is becoming too successful and producing too much power that's a threat because they, they look at humanity as a steam engine that's going to explode if it, if it advances too quickly. So they, they need to make sure that humanity doesn't advance and progress and solve problems. So the regulators, normally a device, but in this case a person, performs the same function is, is, you know, the whole system is constructed in such a way to, in an automated way, limit that system. And schools are a good example of this. So if a, if a child proves to be particularly intelligent, um, the school will do everything that it can to to harm that child and to prevent that child from producing productive output and from increasing their access to knowledge and I know this sounds a little weird but this is true and you can look at all of these systems. This is why I say I don't really need to prove this for myself because I know enough now that when I see these things I can see where it came from. And it's frustrating because none of the people involved necessarily even know that they're doing it. This was a system that was designed before they were even born. They were taught by people who were using the system who didn't even understand it themselves and they just think they're carrying on with a the tradition. They don't understand that that the tradition is a false tradition, and it's based on this self-limiting cybernetic system. You know that you know these things were constructed before cybernetics as a science was even around. It's just a, the best way to describe it as cybernetics. Um, and so, so, so this threat that we're facing is an old, old threat. Uh, and it's not just a threat to the United States, or UK, or any particular country. This is a threat to global humanity. And they mean to limit the population of the Earth dramatically. Um, there's, you've probably heard of the Georgia Guidestones, which I think is connected to these Rosicrucians, who are, are Masons, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and the Masons seem to have their hands in everything, all over the world, and they are the ones that probably are actually responsible for this propagation of this stuff out into everything, but I can't absolutely prove that. So I just don't, again, I pick the things that I can, the battles that I can win and the intelligence, the intellectual arguments I can, I can make that are based on simple, pure, deductive reasoning and logic, because that way I don't have to, to get into an argument about the details of the particular thing. I can just say that, that in an a priori sense, that that if if this is true, then this must be true, and that's that has been the most effective way to communicate these ideas in such a way that anybody can understand it if they simply use logic. So, the threats that we are facing are logically provable um, through this process, and I've been attempting. To do that, to to convince people, um, partly to convince people, but also to explain how we can get out of this, how we can stop it, and that's mass recall. And so, mass recall, if I hadn't said it already before, I forget if if I even said this in the beginning, is the most important thing, I should have said this in the beginning, this is the only way for us to get out of this. And mass recall is this bottom-up approach where a town of people, gets together and they remove their town officials. This has happened in his- historically many, many times. So it's it's totally legal, it's totally normal, may not be that common, but it has happened many times and it's totally legitimate. And what I'm saying is that we should all do this in our towns at the same time. And once we do that, um, there's, there's there's this thing called a, the social contract that you'll hear a lot of politicos reference and basically the, the, the explanation is well we, we, we grant this authority to government because the government has the consent of the people and of course I dispute that in the first place but if we did mass recall and all of the towns in the world or in the country um, went into peaceful town level civil rebellion that would be the end of consent you, you, the central government could not claim consent once all of the towns are in open, peaceful revolt. Nobody's been hurt. Everybody that was involved in this fiasco, fraud, whatever you want to call it, um, has been apprehended and they're awaiting trial. Government can't say that they have a legitimate claim to anything. And so, therefore, we can work our way up from the towns to the counties to the states. At some point, it's going to be will encounter actual resistance, uh, and that will be when we get to the central governments. Maybe maybe we'll get as far as the states, and and that'll be the, the blockage, but certainly the federal government is going to be a blockage. But once we get to that point, we're talking about having almost everybody in the world already free. They're already out from under the tyranny, they're already living normal lives. In fact, the danger would be people would just think they don't have to do anything more because everything would appear to be fine to them. Um, but it wouldn't be. Uh, we would still have a lot of work to do. But it would be, everybody would already be free and, the, and this relatively small number of people would be, who are members of what I call the global totalitarian corporatist state and their employees, the federal employees and these corporations, they would be the only people left in the cities. This because the cities are already lost. The, the reason the town, that mass recall would work is because you know your neighbors and and you know the people that, that work for your town you, you know all the officials and the cops and the trash guys and the electrical workers and the whoever's that are actually town employees you someone in your town knows them personally they live next to them they probably live in the town it's very rare to have somebody who works for a town that doesn't even live in the town um, so that means that it's possible to do this very peacefully because we don't want to get into fights, we don't want to have a violent revolution in our town against the people who live right next door to us whose children we might babysit, etc. Uh, we just want them to step down and, and again they probably don't understand what they're doing. So this this can all be done peacefully and, and we can educate them on what's been happening and they'll understand. Once this starts happening we explain it to them, they'll understand and they'll probably feel terrible that they were part of it. Um, Some people won't, and those are the people that we're going to have to actually have trials for and and convict. I don't know what that's going to look like, but it's not impossible. We know how to conduct trials. We know what justice is. Um, And I'm not worried about those kinds of details. What I'm worried about is what what happens when we get to the federal government. Because once this happens, assuming it will be successful, and I'm just assuming that we will conduct mass recall and it will be successful because... It is the only way for us to get out of this and I know we're not going to let the human race be subjugated. That's just not an option. Um, So if we are to win and get that far, it will be because of mass recall and therefore our position will be this thing that I'm describing. The central government will be still in control of all the weapons and etc. So we will have this problem. And they'll have to decide whether or not they just want to kill everybody openly using the military and mass weapons of mass destruction, or capitulate. And I think they're going to capitulate. Essentially they will, be, they will have retreated into cities, because cities will be the only places that, that are not in open rebellion. Um, and once you have, once everybody in the GTCS is concentrated into cities, they're very weak. Um, they're, they're not sustainable places, to use that word. It's very hard for them. They, they they need food from outside the city, so so you could wait them out and they would not last. Um, we don't have to be violent with them. So um, so that's a very, very bad strategic position for them to be in, to have to be retreated into cities. So that's ultimately the best way to do it, would be to just starve them out. Um, but they have this choice of using the weapons of mass destruction against the entire population, killing everybody that way. But again, the the people who work for the military, the the soldiers in the army of any particular country, are mostly comprised of citizens who are from towns. So you can't just tell the military to nuke your hometown. I mean, your family lives in that town and your, your boss is telling you, nuke that town because they won't let us subjugate and enslave and murder them. Do you really think soldiers are going to follow that kind of an order? Um, I I guess at at some level you get high enough, somebody will, um, but certainly not the vast majority of the soldiers in any particular army are going to do that. Um, So I don't think they're going to get away with it. I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to ask for that. They're, They're not going to try to murder everybody that way. I think what they're going to do is they're going to retreat and try to hide in the bunkers that they've made because they've had so much time To dig really deep holes that go probably all over the damn place and they're going to scurry into their holes and try to wait it out and squirrel away a whole bunch of resources and weapons and things and plan for how they can annihilate humanity again later some different way or again the same way. And again this is this is ideal um, because we're not going to be able to defeat the central governments but they can't win either. So by either starving them out of the cities and forcing them to capitulate and retreat in this way, or forcing them to attempt to do this mass annihilation with weapons of mass destruction, which I don't think they're going to do, but they wouldn't win if they tried to do that. And if they would do that, it's it's ultimately better that we find that out now than if we wait for them to get better at that, and have better weapons, and and a more complete plan, etc, etc. So even if the worst case scenario was to come about at that point, that would be better to do sooner than to wait. Uh, But I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think what they're going to do is retreat and try to hide in their bunkers. And I have a whole plan for how we deal with that. Um, But I'll get into that maybe in the next episode. Uh, This has been a long... Episode. Uh, I'm trying to cover a lot of different things, and I may have repeated myself a couple of times. Um, but hopefully I've, I've communicated some some useful information that, that makes some sense to people. Um, the reason I don't like it when people say, ah, oh, well, mass recall won't work because people are stupid and the sheeple won't listen and blah, 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 is mainly because I know that the only thing that will work is mass recall. So when people talk like that, I take it as we're all going to die. That's what they're telling us. Because they're either saying, no, we should pick up our ice picks and stab our neighbors, and, because that's going to work, or we're all going to die. I mean, these are stupid conclusions, and they're, they're not right. That's not what's going to happen. And it's not helpful psychologically to think that. Um, so I have been blocking people on Twitter, there's not very many that do this, but when they do it and they don't listen to reason, uh, I don't need nihilists telling me that the world is going to end. That that does not help me. It certainly doesn't help the people I'm trying to convince that we can get out of this peacefully and have a beautiful future, a decentralized world without psychopaths trying to murder and enslave us. This doesn't seem like this crazy of an idea here. Uh, So I would ask everybody to spread the information about mass recall, this basic idea, and there's a thread on Twitter if you want the details of this thought process that I put down. Um, But we need to spread this information. Before we can even try it, we we need to spread it to everybody. We want, and you don't have to convince people of its viability, you just need to get the information out so that everyone knows that there is a peaceful option. And that way, the people who, are current, who currently don't even believe that we need to do it, Once, eventually they will understand what's going on. And once they realize that they've been poisoned and government has, has been doing this the whole time, the danger is that they'll freak out. And that's what, what the lockstep document calls pushback. So when these people finally realize, oh my God, the government's trying to murder me, they convinced me to kill my own children, that's it, I'm going I'm to go fucking berserk. And we we need to stop that, because that's what they want. That's what they're trying to provoke, is that's what pushback is. They do not expect mass recall, which is what I'm talking about. And so we can save a lot of people and solve this problem and defeat our enemies and get 95% of the way with mass recall. And we just need to spread the information and the idea out And it's okay to discuss it with people. I know people are are not going to accept it right off the bat. They just need to know that the idea exists. Uh, They have to know that it's peaceful and they have to know that it's legal and then it will just be a question of convincing them that it's necessary and eventually that will that will just happen. Uh, but, But that point at which they become convinced that it's necessary, if they know about mass recall, means that they'll know that there's a peaceful solution and they won't just go berserk. Because if they reach the point where they figure out what's been happening, and what's been done to them, and they don't know about mass recall, then they'll go berserk, or at least there's a high possibility that they will. So that's what we're trying to prevent. That's what I want to get everybody to know about. Um, and this whole time, I and mean, it's, it's, it's been a year since that thread that I put up, I was expecting us to have to deal with this a lot earlier so I was trying to come up with, on top of all the other requirements, trying to come up with a plan that was disseminatable by flyers so if I could just get two or three, some handful of people in every single town in the world to know about mass recall, then even if they cut power and communications and those handful of people spread flyers to everybody in a town and explain the situation and that process propagates out, we could inform everybody on the planet about mass recall and enact mass recall. Once it's conducted, we're most, we've mostly won and then once we've mostly won, we can restore basic communications and continue this conversation and develop more complicated and in-depth strategies. But for now, it's just this basic idea that we, we have to keep simple and spread it to at least a handful of people in every single town, and every minute that they give us to continue talking about it, spread it to more people, but the idea is to get at least one person in every single town on the planet, and hopefully more than that. So it's not necessarily about trying to get everybody on Twitter to agree, it's about trying to inform a handful of people in every single town all over the world about what it is and why we need to do it, Um, and that's, that's the most important. So, on that note, I'll conclude my first video of uh, a Road to certain Stream of Consciousness. Um, so I hope this was helpful, uh, and I hope we get through this. I mean, I, I, I know we'll get through this. I don't want to be too, too positive. I mean, I yes, I do want to be too positive, I guess. I, I just, I'm afraid people won't believe me if I'm too positive. So, just don't be negative. Don't be negative about it and try to believe in the positive. And for now, spread the word about Mass recovery.